It's scaring is sharing. That's the name of our show. Sorry. Yeah, it's a podcast where we share spooky news and our frightful views on all things horror. Yes, there it is. <laughs> it's the new and revised tagline that I've given us. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's great. This is the place where all the little maniacs can listen to the Papa Maniacs <laughs> pontificate about horror so uh yeah i am jeremy the original sasquatch slim rusk and i'm here with <laughs> brandy joe the flaming scream queen palambeck i was gonna say i'm here with the bold beautiful oh i can't think of another word bodacious. It starts with b bodacious yeah that's a good word yeah i like it i like that jeremy i just saw you moments ago i'm so excited to see you yet again Yet again, first I saw you in the flesh realm. Now I see you in the digital realm. <laughs> Jeremy, so we don't have any teragrams this week, but um, I do have some exciting analytics. And that is that <gasps> we, this in this past week, we had two downloads from Canada, a couple downloads from mm. the UK and some from Spain as well. Spain? Spain, España. España and uh, the UK. Yeah. That's new, I think. Yeah, uh, so Canada. We hey. we once trended. We once trended on the Apple Podcast charts in Canada. <laughs> so uh, let's do it again, Canada. Yay! But um, even though we don't have any telegrams, which is what we call our like our fan mail or our listener write-ins, um, you can shoot us a message if you want, scaringasharing at gmail.com, or follow us on Insta, scaringasharing. Smash that like button, rate, review, <laughs> um, encourage you to your friends to listen if you like us, of course. But, um, but yeah, so Jeremy, let's talk about some horror news. Yeah, I have a I have a big news item uh, what? that I want to mention. Tell that, me. Uh, allegedly, allegedly, very soon we're going to be hearing news about a new Friday the Thirteenth project because no. yeah, somebody close to the court case, some producer said things are getting cleared up and it's going to clear the way for a, uh, a likely a new movie to go into production probably sooner than we're anticipating so that Ooh, would be amazing uh, so I what do you wait. what do you th think they're gonna do like do you think that they're gonna totally retcon are they gonna bring back like adrian king or amy Steele and do like a friday that like a halloween sort of thing yeah i do wonder because that's like all the rage right now uh will they will they do a requel of some sort um i did listen through the entire well, it was only four episodes, but um, Development Hell right. uh, just wrapped up a, uh, they called it uh, Camp is Cancelled, uh, or Summer Camp is Cancelled, where they went through uh, four, it was four unmade uh, you know, Friday the 13th potential okay. sequels. Uh, but one of them was called, oh, I, I, I want to find the name, but it the script is online. Apparently you can read the script for this one totally, so I don't think they'll 
produced that one. Uh, but the, the story, as they explained, it sounded so fucking good. It was like a period piece set back in the 80s. Jason was like a full-blown unstoppable zombie, but they like saved that reveal until the end of the movie. They're saying he doesn't show up in the script until like the last uh, chunk of it, but it's like very satisfying. So it sounded so cool. I wish I could remember the title, but something like that. I think a period piece in the eighties, since those are all the rage right now, that would be cool to do. Yeah. That's what I hope too. So it's going to be interesting. Cause I mean, man, it has been a long time. Like that Platinum Dunes was like when? Like 2009? 2009. Yeah. So like, yeah, over a decade ago. And Um, it was not great. Yeah, and, and the amount of like all these unmade movies, like most of them, the screenwriters are like, they're never going to make my fucking movie, so I'm just going to release the script on the internet. Like, they're all floating around out there now. So it's like, oh, there's all these great pitches that they probably won't do because the public, you know, already knows about it. They're already out there, so what's the point of producing that? So it's going to be some new thing we haven't even heard of yet, but hopefully it's good. Um, yeah, and with all yeah, the okay, parents reboots, I mean, it's it's got to yeah. be something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was just called... Um, it was just titled Friday the 13th. Uh, and you couldn't remember that, that Jeremy? It was just called Friday the 13th. I don't. I, th- <laughs> I thought it had like a sub. I thought it had a subtitle to it, but I was confusing it with another one because they, they covered another proposed movie that was called uh, The Death of Jason Voorhees, uh, which was going to be a that one was going to be a truer direct sequel to the Platinum Dunes Friday the 13th. Um but it, it sounded like it had some, that one was going to be set in the winter, which would have been cool uh, to have snow, Jason, and some ice. Reminded me a little bit of curtains, what they were talking about was like, there's the kill sequence set out on the frozen crystal lake. Uh, so that would have been cool. Because there is that fan-made one that takes yeah, that place does in the winter. Treads, yeah, similar territory. But yeah, yeah uh, th- that, that one I was talking about, though, that was, sounded like a really good script. It was written by... Um, uh, Nick Anta and Antosca is his name. Uh, and I understand that he is, uh, the, he was the creator and showrunner of channel zero, mm, uh, which I know is very, very acclaimed. So that would have been a cool take near and dear to my heart. The last season was yeah, fucking good. Just so, you know what? I'm just going to say it now. Paramount or whoever still has control of this thing. Uh, get him back. Have him like do a new draft of that take. I think it would be awesome. Yeah, and I know Corey Feldman's like real fucking thirsty to be in one. So, yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah, but I don't. I don't really know. Yeah, he needs something, and I'm not sure. I'm like, does Corey Feldman still have it? Like, when's the last time he had a you know major role in something? So, yeah, he's no Jamie Lee Curtis. Not to say he can't do it. I just feel like he he hasn't. Con- I don't think he's kept a consistent acting career for a while. So I'm yeah. I'm wondering, does he still got what it takes? Yeah, it would be interesting. So I heard. Have you heard about that? There's supposedly three new Stranger movies coming out like sooner than later. Oh yeah, I just and, read about that. And, and I was, Renny Harlan sh- is directing the next one. Who did Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. Four? Yeah, Rennie Harlan and Deep Blue Sea. Well, 
Sure. <laughs> but yes, that's my unpopular opinion. I prefer Nightmare on Elm Street 4 to Nightmare on Elm Street 3, which I know is like a very unpopular opinion. But the last yes, time I watched is, them back, I know, because you're wearing a Nightmare on Elm Street 3 shirt. fighting words with some people. Yeah, I'm wearing I, my Nightmare on Elm Street 3 shirt <laughs> right this I rewatched them, I don't know, maybe a year or two ago, back to back. Like I watched like maybe like two, three, four, and tried to watch five. It was so bad I couldn't do it. But Mm -hmm. I just, my issues with three were just, I just found the acting so bad. Like, yes, it's a really cool story and everything, but Heather Langenkamp in particular, I just mm. thought was so bad. So bad. I really like mm -hmm. the, the additional kids in it. I don't particularly like Patricia Arquette. I think she's also like a little annoying, but I like all the other kids in it. I think that they're really good. But I just found part four so much fun. And the acting I thought was really good from like, you know, your leads, Lisa Wilcox, etc. Tuesday mm -hmm. night, is that who plays Kirsten or Kristen, depending on who you talk to? That <laughs> sounds right. I think Tuesday night, I think, is yeah. that, that replacement. She's the only one I don't like in Nightmare on Elm Street mm -hmm. 4. She's horrible because Patricia Arquette, as much as I maybe had slight issues with her acting, she was definitely better than her. But I do like that that girl has, like, a single, <laughs> like, from Nightmare on Elm Street 4 or something. She has, like, a song. Which yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I, 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 who, uh, the last time I watched 4, like, I watched some of them last year. Uh, just for, I, and I want to say it was just, I think it was like four and five. I revisited them. I remember last year, uh, and being like, wow, five is a lot worse than I remembered it being at yeah. that time. And, and thinking four is better than I remembered it being. So I think I'm kind of coming into your school of thought where like four is improving every time I rewatch it to me. Um, but we'll see this. The Halloween season is coming up once I start binging all the series again. And I do find over the years, some of these slasher series, like my opinions kind of change sometimes wildly about how I feel uh, every time I revisit them every year, a couple of years, uh, how I feel about some of these sequels. So, And am I correct? You didn't see Strangers Pray at Night. Is that right? I've never seen that. Okay. And okay. I heard it was a lot better than people expected it to be so okay. well, i do want to i do want to give it a visit it. i do want to give uh, it a visit i love the original strangers so yeah. i'm excited and i think it's it's definitely like i i i yearn i ache for the days of slasher franchises that just keep going so i'm like come on take something like strangers is primed to be one of those series where you can just make sequel after sequel um I don't know. It's the nostalgia in me, you know, when we used to just get a nightmare on Elm Street, like every goddamn year, or Friday the 13th, every year, like take me back to those days. Yeah. Cause those were, those were fun. I like those name, name recognition. Yep. Series. And also another sequel, I guess that there's already speak and talks in the works about prey too. Mm -hmm. I've heard that there is like, definitely like, some hubbubaloo about like a, a sequel there. I don't think they've really said like what it would entail, like, but they sort of talked about how it's sort of hinted at in like the closing credits. Yes. And I don't remember I that, also, but it does it happen at like the very end after like it kind of goes through the whole story. Is there like a hint to it continuing on? I don't recall per se, but on this train of thought, last episode where I was totally just like, 
well, I was looking for like bigger connections to the established predator lore and I didn't notice anything. It's because I'm apparently really dumb and it was like glaring me right in the face. There is a major component that connects prey to predator two uh, that oh. I had to go online and everybody was like, did you guys notice blah, blah, blah. I don't know if I want to ruin it for you because I may give you predator two at some point. Sure. Um, but it's a cool connection where I was like, oh crap, I missed that. Uh, Okay, so that entails like, like more story um, to establish how this thing ended up in Predator 2. So okay. um, there, is, there is a cool connection, a little, little piece, a physical item in there is a reference to Predator 2. So Now, do you have any other horror news? Um, that's all I think I caught recently. So I've watched a couple movies, like in the last like 24 hours, I've watched uh, a, a couple, Whoa. almost three horror films. Well, I did Holy watch three, but one of them was the one that we watched. So last yeah, the one night, we just watched, which I saw someone about post, that's right. We, someone posted the, something about this movie called the Andy Baker tape. Have you heard about this? Not at all. So someone posted about it and said, oh, I really want to see this. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And then someone's like, well, guess what? It's actually on YouTube right now. And whatever like production company does it, like posts their movies on YouTube for a limited amount of time. So I watched it last mm-hmm. night and it's sort of about this like food critic YouTube guy who gets like reconnected with a brother he never knew he had. And they sort of like meet up and go on like like he's doing like this videos to try to like get on like the food network and the brother sort of gets wrapped up in helping him and it's very creep adjacent oh, i would say okay. it's only like a little over an hour and i think you can still watch it on youtube like 100 percent free and cool. it is fine i found one of the guys particularly hot so that was Ooh. great he had like a sexy that- beard but they but it's just, you know, I, I, we talked about this, like these, these like found footage films, like it, it can just be exhausting the like trying so hard for it to seem natural and it just mm-hmm. isn't. And yeah. it, there's an extra layer when someone is pretending to be a like YouTube personality, so, which in and of itself is its own thing. Just like right now, we're this like podcast personality. Like this is us, but it's also there. There's an extra layer of like we're the podcast hosts for scaring and sharing. Yeah, so it's like you got to put on the the shine for right. the people. So when you have an actor <laughs> who's acting playing this person who is also putting on that extra layer, it just feels particularly phony <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like there's yeah. like these like layers upon layers and yeah. it, it's just hard to do effectively i think unless someone's truly just playing themselves like if we were playing ourselves mm-hmm. right now and then like someone came in behind you and like killed you and like we have this all on tape <laughs> like yes like that would be great i mean not great because i would lose a podcast host and yeah. uh, plus i just love you but, it, but-, <laughs> but it'd be a fun movie <laughs> If we did a movie like that, it'd be a great movie, I think. But yeah, so there's just, I just find it exhausting trying to watch found footage movies. I found, I mean, truly, I mean, the Blair Witch Project is the queen of all. Because it it feels so authentic, truly. Like, it really feels that way. I feel like like a real movie. 
Yes, I just feel like they nailed or, or it. Real, like a like a documentary, like a yeah. lost footage. And I just feel like, like such real, real people. Like there's a couple yeah. moments where I can, where I'm like, okay, now we're acting. But I would say mm-hmm. like at least eighty percent of it feels very authentic. And most of these other Absolutely. movies, it's like you're lucky if you get like ten or fifteen percent that does feel authentic. <laughs> so I find that the tricky yeah. part. And like Creep is so I- good because there's still that element I feel with Creep. But Mark Duplass, Mark Duplass. Is he the one that's in it? Yes. Yeah. He is just so captivating and so fucking charming. Even oh yeah, his 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 performance is so top notch. It elevates those movies from being like other found footage crap. Another one I thought did a commendable job at trying to feel like authentic, like raw footage was Willow Creek. I know a lot of people were pretty divided on that one as to like whether they liked it or not, but Bobcat Goldthwait did a really good job of making it feel more like just raw footage people were shooting than like an actual constructed movie. So I, I always give yeah. that one props my issue for that. There was that I knew that lead actor from something and now I can't remember what, but like I just yeah. knew all the time he was an actor. Whereas Mark Duplass, like I honestly didn't know him before Creep. Now I see oh, him all the okay. time. Yeah, that did help. Like, yeah. I wonder watching that knowing him would have been a different story, but but still, sure. the Creep movies are so good, and I just felt like this movie, the Andy Baker tape, was 100% just a Creep ripoff that was not as good. Sure. Um, I also today watched this movie called Hypochondriac, which mm. is like a Donnie Darko ripoff. <laughs> like, everything just feels like a ripoff. <laughs> oh, wow. But it's like a very, it's like uh, about, like... I, I, a gay man and all this. So like uh, already, like I'm into it just for like the queer storyline of it all. Uh, But, and at the beginning, it's like, this is based on a real breakdown. And it's sort of like about the mental state of like the lead character. Uh, But the the one great thing was there was full frontal nudity and um, Deborah Wilson was in it, who was in mad TV and I loved mad TV and I fucking loved Deborah Wilson. She's so fucking good. Her Whitney Houston was absolutely iconic and so I was very, very excited to have her in it, although a very, very small part. But mm. I just read something about there was some fantastic fest or something that happened recently. And I read some yeah. like article that was like, here were like the five best movies, and Hypochondriac was one of them. There's also another Rebecca Hall movie that I can't, it's like a one word um, title as well. But lots of these were on my little streaming site. So I watched Hypochondriac today, and um, it was fine. Not great, but really just felt like Donnie Darko. Like there was, as opposed to uh, like a weird metallic um, rabbit, it was a wolf. And it also talked oh. about like this, like talk like this, <laughs> like that sort of like weird, deep talk. Yeah. Like it did that exact Modulated. same thing. Yeah. Oh, like, geez. And it wasn't trying to be Donnie Darko. It was definitely a different thing but it was so reminiscent without it being like we're being donnie darko like that's what we're doing like it was like Mm -hmm. trying to be its own thing but it just wasn't so Mm -hmm. two sort of lackluster movies but definitely have seen worse i didn't want to turn either of these off i wanted to finish them so there's that well I've got worse for you. Ooh, do what tell. I watched because uh, the other night, the only thing really of note I wanted to bring up is uh, last week, Sarah and I, and I don't know why. Well, uh, I, I think I've talked about this before. My wife's love of uh, disaster movies. She does love um, a disaster flick. She loves disaster flicks. And I feel like, and that kind of branches off into like 
not just like uh, your stuff like uh, the day after tomorrow or like where there's a big like global environmental disaster. She also likes, you know, the pandemic type movies and stuff okay. like that. That where it's got to be some global scale thing happening. So I feel like that's what led her down the rabbit hole of we should rewatch the happening because she saw oh, it was on no. HBO. So we went into the happening, ready to make fun of it. And we had a blast doing that. But by God, is it as bad as I remembered it being seeing it when it came out? It's just, Ugh. wow. Yeah, wow. Like so bad. All we, I don't know how all we could think about the entire time is about how Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel are so wrong for the roles they're in in that movie. And that yeah, like, just the roles, like the doctors whole, or like scientists. He, he's a he's a high school science teacher. Yeah. Um, and she, I don't even think you find out what her job is. She's just his love interest, but she okay. just, I don't know. Uh, Zoe Deschanel doesn't really, uh, all apologies to Zoe Deschanel and her fans, but she does the new girl well. And that's like her thing. So to try and have her do this dramatic role just didn't work very well, I think. Least of all, off of Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> sure. And I mean, people may come for me for this, but Zoe Deschanel, I definitely got fatigue during new girl i'm like okay i got it your shtick i got it like i definitely yeah. like i watched for a couple of seasons and i'm like i'm done with that but i was such a huge yeah. fan of her at first like i loved her in almost famous loved her which you have to fucking see that movie it's so goddamn good jeremy mm-hmm. um but that's when i fell in love with her and she was just so good um and that's her in 500 days of summer right that's she's the yes great Yes. Oh, yep. God, I just loved her. And then I was just like, got it. I got it. <laughs> yep. Because yeah, And just, yeah, we were sitting there watching this movie and we're like, do you think M. Night Shyamalan, as he wrote this, was he just sitting there like, oh, this is so fucking scary. Like, this is going to terrify people. Because that's like the feeling, I guess, you get where you're like, I guess this was supposed to terrify us, but I was mostly like, why were these the choices you made yeah. in this movie? I was like, so that was the happening, guys. Rewatching that, it was fun to make fun of with my spouse, but uh, it was kind of, it took forever to get through, too. We also kept checking the time. We're like, how much more of this movie uh, is there? Yeah. It felt like an eternity. I don't know if I told this story or not. I feel like I haven't, but I was in New York for something, spring break or something like that. And I had some time to kill and I wanted to go to see movies. So I went to see this movie called On the Doll with um, hmm. Brittany Snow. And I could, I had never heard of it before. It was at some little indie theater. And it started and there was no sound. And like I waited about five minutes and it was like me and like one other person in the theater. And then like I went and like told someone at the front, I'm like, there's no sound. They're like, okay. And I went back in and waited like another five minutes and there was still no sound. And by this point, like 10 or 15 minutes had happened. And like, there was no sound in like the movie, like the previews had sound and then the movie didn't. And so like, I saw the person that was in there go out and like, I figured they went and like told someone as well. And they came back and then there was still no sound. It was like 15 or 20 minutes. And like, and then I went out and I'm like, there's still no sound. And they're like, okay. I'm like, can you start it over? And they're like, we can't with the way the schedules are. So like, and then they got the sound working. And I'm like, I have no idea what's happening in this movie. Like, it, it, mm-hmm. there's been no dialogue. So I'm like, can I have my money back? So I got my money back. 
And then I was like, ugh, so annoyed. And then I wanted to see something. And I was like, I might as well go see The Happening. And I went and saw it. And I was so fucking miserable. Because I wasn't drunk. I wasn't stoned. I wasn't with people. Mm -hmm. And I was just, like, miserable watching it. And I'm like, the only way I could watch this is if I was, like, fucking high and with a group of people that could just make fun of it. Yeah. And I've never gone back to it since. That's the recommendation, guys. If you're going to do it, (laughs) get prepared. Because it, like... It was not good. I don't think my and husband's I, my, seen it, and I might want to do that at some point. Watch it with him, but just because it's so bad, it could it could be fun. Like I, yeah. it, it has, and I saw on Letterbox there's some defenders out there, and I, I just don't no. know how. I don't know how you can mount a defense of this movie and act like it's a. It was just a, it was a miss, you know. It happens. It now, has a cool concept, I guess. It just yeah. wasn't executed very well. Now there's the. The scene from the trailer that I remember most vividly is like when they're all like in like the park or like in New York City and that girl like takes that thing out of her hair and like stabs herself in the neck or something. Yes. And isn't yep. one of those girls the lead girl from Cabin in the Woods? Am I remembering that right? You're absolutely right. Cause that's what I said. I was like, it's the girl from Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that so vividly. That's so crazy. Yep. She still had to wait a few years yet. before yeah. she blew up. So yeah. yeah. But then where'd yep. she go? Like that movie was. I don't know what. Then- <laughs> yeah, she she was in Cabin in the Woods, and that was great. Well, also remember that Cabin in the Woods got filmed and then like not released for like three years or something like that. So I wonder if you know she didn't get her break because the damn movie took forever to come out, and then yeah. people had already moved on, or she had moved on to something else. So I do wonder. Now the only other thing I watched was I started watching In Search of Darkness Part Two. I'm I'm like two and a half hours into it. And it's mm-hmm. just so good. But like the thing, and I'm excited. There's a third one coming out because there's still so many movies they haven't talked about yeah. when they show like those posters and they zoom up on one and you're like, but you haven't talked about that one or that one on the right or the left. And yeah. But it's just so fascinating how all, like they always, whenever they talk about a movie, they show like the end of the trailer when you see the title and there's always that voice, the fun house. Yep. Like that guy with the deep voice. Alligator. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it's so funny how all of the trailers would have that voice come on and like say the title. Like that's just like a thing of the past. It's such a thing of the eighties. And it's just yeah, it's I, fascinating to me. I feel like when they did trailers back in the day, they just didn't trust the audience to understand like what they were seeing the consumer. <laughs> so they like, okay, we got to get a guy with an authoritative voice. He's going to narrate what's happening. Like, they thought they were safe at the carnival. They were wrong. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing where they're like, we're going to tell them what's happening. So they, they know for sure the fun house, you know? So yeah, good stuff. It's good stuff. I miss yeah, those days. Yeah. It's so good. And I can't believe like Lene Quigley, that's how you say her name, right? Lene. Yeah. 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 She is so cool. And I can't believe like really the first time I saw her was return to living dead. I think, Oh wait, was she also in, um, uh, Night of the Demons. Wait, is that the movie is in, with Angela? Right. Yes. Yes. Is she correct. the one who puts yeah, the lipstick in her boob? Yep. That's she does. Her. Okay. So yep. that's the first time I saw her, but I had no idea who she was. And just like seeing, I mean, granted, most of the movies she's in, I have not seen yet. Mm-hmm. But like, she definitely is like a huge like scream queen from the eighties. She did so yeah, many yeah. things, and she was always kind of like. uh because she did the more like off kilter stuff like return of the living dead and night of the demons. And uh, was she in chopping mall as well? I think like a bunch of like some of the weirder stuff. So um, 
she had kind of like a punk rock vibe, you know, like an underground outsider vibe to her. So she's like, she was like the, uh, the, the, the scumbag scream queen uh, <laughs> yeah. vibe going on, which, you know, is awesome. She's great. Oh, she just seems so cool. Yeah. I really, really dig her a lot. And then what's the gal's name from reanimator that we love? Uh, Barbara Cramp, Barbara Crampton. Yes. Barbara Crampton. They're so interesting. Cause they're sort of like sugar and spice. Like if you have mm-hmm. like the two of them, because, and it's interesting to hear both of them sort of talk about nudity and they have very different takes on it. Like they've both been nude in lots of these movies and we're both like, yes, use objective or, um, sub, sub, uh, what's it called? Um, what's that word that I'm thinking of? They were up, their bodies were objectified. Is that the right word? Objectified, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Their bodies were Absolutely. objectified for sure in like these horror movies and especially in the 80s. But they both talk about it very differently. Like Lene Quigley is yep. very much like, I had no issues being naked and I would I knew I would make more money. And I knew if I just acted like it was nothing, people would act like it was nothing, like it wasn't a big deal. And then you hear Barbara, Barbara Crampton talk about it very differently. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's very fascinating. They're very similar and also so different and i just i i loved hearing from both of them yeah and you know they've also kind of in their personas too as as they've uh continued on in the horror world they're they're these like great uh feminist like icons now or that's you know how they uh the aura they've taken on now uh and present themselves in the horror world and i think that's great yeah i do too Two blonde scream queens from the eighties, just very, very different. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate both of them. Absolutely. Do you have anything else to talk about? No, that's. Uh, I think that's about it. That's all I got. Uh, well, let's get into pressing movie. pressing concerns. Yeah. So, I mean, more and more horror movies are coming out in the theater. So, more and more, we're doing this thing where we watch on Thursday night. We review them and then push this episode out the next morning to be very relevant because that's, you know, if we're anything, we're relevant. So, yeah, we try. That's the name of the game. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, it's going to happen more and more. I'm just saying it's just, it's going to be the way it's going to be. And this week we watched Bodies, 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 Bodies. bodies. I wonder if that's a real game, first of all. I'm very curious. Well, it, it sounded very similar to like when, sorry guys, yeah. getting ahead of ourselves. When the one character goes, "Are we still playing Werewolf?" Because I'm like, I mean, that's 100%. what I know this. Yeah, that's what I know this game as is Werewolf yeah. or uh, what's the other one? Mafia. Assassin. That's another version. Yep, and or, Assassin's another yeah. version. Of so it. like, they're all that same thing. But I just didn't know if they made this up for the movie to be the same thing. Yeah, I do what. wonder. I do wonder. But yes, it is directed by Helena Rain or Regine. I'm not exactly sure. I yeah, imagine it's I'm rain. I'm not sure how to say and that. Sorry if we're mispronouncing it. The tagline is, this is not a safe space. I'm going to read the IMDb plot, which is, when a group of rich 20-somethings plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion, a party game turns deadly. And this fresh and funny look at the backstabbing fake friends and one party game gone very, very wrong. <laughs> so what did you think That's... of B3? Um... I was into it. This was kind of, this was a journey uh, where as the movie started going, like I I feel like it took a little bit of setup and I was like, this is kind of funny, but you know, these characters, I think by design are all really grating and it's, you know, it's about all their, their drama initially to get things set up. Um, But once it started going, especially that like last chunk 
like the final act of the movie. I thought I was, I was in, I was strapped in for the ride by that point. So uh, I had a lot of fun with this. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun too. I mean, in all honesty, when that trailer came out, cause we saw the trailer a few times and it was one yeah. that I watched. Cause I was like, Oh, this does not look like a movie I want to see. But then mm-hmm. you see that it's A24. And like, not that A24 is always good, but you know, there are no platinum dunes. Like, you know, yeah. that they're putting out stuff that for the most part is going to be pretty good. Like, there's yeah, quality, quality product. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's the people behind it, the story, whatever, the acting, like, these are not like low grade, low budget crap films. And not yeah, that you have to like d- every single one of them, but. Okay. Yeah, they're they're doing. You know, when you see a twenty four, there's gonna be something to take note of with that movie. Like you said, whether it's the acting, a director, a concept, um, something. There's gonna be something going on that it's gonna become a source of conversation for like the wider pop culture. So, but truly had no interest in watching this. It just looked like a movie about a bunch of annoying people. Pete Davidson looked really super annoying in it. And I just yep. looked dumb, but then like all the reviews started coming out and it, they were like, this is so good. So I'm like, fine, <laughs> like, let's go see it. Like we went back and forth and mm-hmm. I'm glad we went to see it. And it is definitely a movie that watching the trailer, you're like, ugh, it just seems like a bunch of annoying people. And while they are a little bit like obnoxious, like I find the more time you spend with them, it they feel pretty authentic i mean it feels like there is lots of satire going on in here about the youth of today and things like that but they don't feel i don't hate them all they can kind of drive you crazy but like it also feels like there's some interesting conversations happening in there absolutely and it also felt as much as it feels like a, a, a movie about the youth of this moment, because it is very rooted in, you know, uh, where we are now and what youth culture is like. Um, there it was sort of a timeless element, especially to like the interpersonal drama, uh, because I immediately started thinking about like, oh God, I've been to parties exactly like this or these sorts. I've been witness to these sorts of interactions just from, you know, in my youthful partying days, um people's petty little drama always in get enough people together in a group and it's always gonna happen so i i it was totally relating to uh a lot of that where i'm like oh yeah i feel it i've been there so now the girl who played b which was sort of you know the new girl the foreigner in many mm-hmm. ways multiple levels she reminded me a lot of thaisa farmiga oh okay I really kept thinking like, oh, this could be her part. And then there's also some filmography that sort of reminds me of the final girls a couple of times, like in particular when they're in the car and the camera kind of goes in circles. Not that that's exclusive Mm -hmm. to the final girls, but there's like a very like similar similar scene where it's like the camera just continues to go around like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I thought it was fun. And I, yeah, I, I also really liked Lee Pace and I mean, he's got to be, like because he's from pushing daisies i mean and that came out forever ago yeah he's the same age as me he is 43 he could be their dads (laughs) yeah exactly yeah he could be he could be their dads oh my god he is the same age as me he's just i'm just like a month older than him that is crazy and i think joe said he's a big old gay which yeah he's gay 
Good for him. Go Lee Pace. He was pretty hot though. I gotta say, like his body is sick. Yeah, Yuck. yeah. He's he's a he's a he's a good looking dude. He is my wife's like number one uh, now, man crush. Who so, was your favorite of the girls? I I was gonna say I had to bring up Maria Bakalova who played B. Um, I think she's gonna be a force to be reckoned with. Uh, as an actor, she's just she's so damn good. And her her whole story, you know, she's from uh, Bulgaria. I believe she's Bulgarian. Like uh, IRL? And she, in real life. Yes. Uh, and That's she, what that stands for, she was. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I was just saying it for, you know, people that don't know it. Sure. But, sure, um, sure. She. Uh, she was discovered uh, for Borat, too. She plays Borat's daughter. Oh my that. god, that's and her. That was like, she was like, was she nominated she, for an Oscar? I didn't realize that she was got nominated her. for an, an Oscar, and that was oh just her first like Hollywood like thing, like American. I did not fucking realize thing. that was her. Oh my god, I yeah, was like, so, who is this girl? So, oh no, that's hilarious. Now she's blowing. She's blowing the fuck up now, and uh, more power to her because she's very talented. She looks. She makes it look easy whenever you know these characters she slips into. It's just. Good on her. Now, did you see Borat too? Whatever it's called. Yes. Yeah. I thought she was good, but honestly, I was shocked at all the awards she was nominated for. I gotta say, like, I thought she I, was fine, but I wasn't like, oh, that's Oscar-nominated material right there. Yeah. No, I thought the same thing because I was like, I'm not used to like a comedy that's as like scatological as this becoming like something critics are like this movie's incredible and i'm like it's full of poop and genital jokes are you guys sure like that's uh that's what you're gonna champion so but whatever i mean and i'm all for comedy like i find the academy often does not look at other genres outside of like serious drama. So like, I'm always for a comedy or a horror movie or whatever, like having some sort of nominations, something unusual, unusual. And so like, I'm all for that. But like, when I watched, I was like, really? Like, I thought she was good, but I was shocked. It was, it was an okay movie. I didn't think it was that great either. I was like, after all this time, the first Borat was such a, you know, uh, big thing when it happened so it's like how how was he ever going to follow it up but but at least yeah. we got her out of it so true the girl that i liked the most was a girl who played alice who is rachel sanat i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing oh, that sh- last name right it was great too so yeah and good and i've not seen shiva baby but i've heard it is amazing and i really really want to see it i felt very seen and somewhat somewhat attacked by her character Why? of course Oh, you know, just the whole podcast she has. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She has the podcast. We were laughing so hard at that. <laughs> yeah, that was just, that was incredible writing right there oh when, they're all, when they're going back and forth about a, making a podcast. It's great. Yes. And then when we got up to leave, there was one guy in the row with us who seemed to be laughing at some very similar things as us. 
Um, so a couple audience stories. So when the lights started to come up, I looked over at him because he was standing up and he had a communion shirt on, like Alice Sweet Alice. And I was like, dude, sweet shirt. And he's like, thanks. Uh, he was, it was like, yeah. it didn't start a conversation or anything, which I was hoping would happen. But and yeah, then in front but- of us, there was this group of people and this guy started like yelling <laughs> at this woman for making, he was like, it's your fault we came to this movie. <laughs> like he was like yeah. screaming at her. <laughs> I, it felt like a scene from the damn movie we just watched where was like, yeah he was just like uh, i was like motherfucker calm down <laughs> you know it's just a movie yeah movie, and it was, movie, yeah, movies, movies, yeah. movies 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 get over yourself but yeah he was just like that's your fault you picked this movie and we're like uh <laughs> let's get out of here now definitely i would say like so there's sort of like the setup. And at first I was like, oh, I didn't even know there were like queer storylines here, but there definitely are lead characters who are queer mm-hmm. and together. And just, it is just part of the story. And I loved that. I'm always all for that. And, but it's kind of going along and you're like, ugh, like, where is this going? What's happening? And I got to say, without getting into spoilers, the payoff is all at the end. Like it definitely, yes. I find like the payoff happens. And also like, there's just like some, some l- scenes heavy and dialogue and conversation that happen among the girls that are more towards the end that really seem to like be the glue that holds the movie together for me as well. Like where I started, like really like it were sort of like those scenes towards the end. Yes. When I'm like, oh, okay, like here's where we're going. And, and so, yeah, I, I really dug that. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, maybe mild spoilers for people that want to see it. But uh, I described it to Sarah when I came home, I was like, it's kind of Gen Z. And then there were none. <laughs> that's like, you know, was that how Agatha this Christie? story. Yes. That's Agatha okay. Christie. So that's like sort of what I was saying. Yeah, it, It's Gen Z Agatha Christie. Like it's a spin. It's, it's also the old dark house. Like it's, you know, that uh, the old dark house subgenres, they call it named after, of course, the movie that spawned the idea of like, uh, Let's just put a bunch of people in a house together and they can't leave and let yeah. mayhem ensue. So yeah, it's uh, that, that old trope. Yeah. So, okay. Now let's talk spoilers. So if you're going to watch this movie, which I recommend you may not yeah. like it, but you probably will like it. I'm just going to say, you yeah. just got to stick to it. I think you'll get something out of it, but let's get into just slightly spoiler, not slightly. Let's get into spoilers here. Mm-hmm. So like, did you at all, like, who did you think was going to be the killer? Did you think it was one of them? I did. I totally thought it was one of them. Um, and, you know, good on the movie for because they, they cast a lot of uh, uh, on, uh, on Lee Pace for a minute as like, well, he's this weird older guy that's dating the one chick and they haven't even been going out that long. So it's like. And he's got a knife and he might be an army dude, you know, all that stuff. So uh, for a minute, I thought he's up to something. Um, and I mean, I kept wildly changing. Then I kept thinking it's got to be Max. Max is somehow the, the Max character that's not present that they said ran off the night before. He's going to show back up and have been messing with them or something. And then I settled on um, Jordan was the name of the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character Jordan um, I, I really tore as the movie kept going. I then very much settled on her saying like, she's the, uh, she's definitely going to be the killer. And, uh, uh, 
alas. And I kept thinking it was going to be B, even though we were following her the most. I thought it was going to be one of these annoying. Mm. Although I was like, surely the reviews wouldn't be so good if at the end it was like, oh, she was so high on that, the the weed cake that she mm-hmm. killed all these people. And now we get these reveals of how that happened at the end. Yeah. But in all honest, like, but in reality, it was like a couple of the deaths truly were just accidental. Yes. Like the only one that was like truly like met like done on purpose was when B killed Lee Pace because she was protecting her friends, not like because she's a killer, but like all the other ones were sort of accidental, which Mm -hmm. is very interesting. And I did not imagine that that was the case. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't think they were going to go that way, but I'm like, oh, how friggin' clever that is to rip the rug out from under us at the end there, where they're like, Pete Davidson's just an idiot. <laughs> he accidentally killed himself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. I dug it, and I like that Max showed up at the end. He's also in Palm Springs, Connor O'Malley, who you were talking yeah, about, and him. he is indeed married to A.D. Bryant. Recently, totally unrelated, guys, but I've been binging through... Uh, Joe Para talks with you, which was a, it was just recently canceled an amazing comedy show on adult swim. Um, but he's in it. He's a supporting character in it. So I've been seeing a lot of Connor O'Malley. Interesting. Now that Joe Para is he in that coupling? Oh no. So it was in something else. Okay. Yeah. I'm not familiar with that, but, but I see it here on the old IMDb. Yeah, it's a it's a fun uh, if you like kind of awkward, kind of dry humor. Uh, I think the show is hilarious. Joe Perez, what a great personality! So, unfortunately, they canceled it though. So, shame on you, Adult Swim. But anyway, back to this horror movie we're talking about. I'm so glad they didn't go with what you were saying. Like she got high and couldn't remember or something, because that would have felt way too high tension. Uh, yeah, the reveal in that movie, and yes. it's like that was just. That one's too ridiculous for me, that twist. So I I've never it. I know some people love that movie. Some people hate it. I'm on the hater team. Sorry, guys. So Yeah, yeah and I think that <laughs> the reality of what did happen, like, is very much I mean, the whole Pete Davidson thing is like this happened because he was trying to make a funny TikTok video. Like it just like mm-hmm. speaks to that, like and the other girls, you know she gets these drugs and she doesn't take them and she falls down the stairs. Like it's like all mm-hmm. like the, the reasons these stupidity. These the, yeah. The obsessions <laughs> these, these kids have, these people have like leads to their demise. And it's sort of that. Yeah. I feel like that's sort of that satirical edge to it. That's like what you're doing. is going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. And there are some, <sighs> There was some great mixed into the dialogue too. I just felt like there's some fantastic satirical writing that uh, really speaks to this moment in time. So I also worried that there was going to be kill, 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 kill everyone sort of killing another person until there was just the one person left who was just, and we would never find out who did it, but that that person would be blamed for all of it, even though we knew that they hadn't done it all. Yeah. I was also worried about that. Yeah, that's what I I was starting to think. That's the way it was going to go, too. Or, like, at the very end of the movie, I was worried, like, um, the parents were going to show up or, like, the police, for some reason, stopped by or something like that when, you know, she had the gun on. Uh, 
her girlfriend there and i was like no don't let it end that way she's gonna take the blame for everything but uh they they had a much cleverer, much funnier ending in mind. So I also thought Pete Davidson wasn't really dead, and that they'd all gone through this, and he was just playing the whole time until you saw. Like, because I thought when she went over to him, I thought she was going to like take like a bottle and like bang it in his crotch, like he done to that guy earlier. When he's like, "There's one way to know if they're really dead." And I yeah, thought she yeah. was going to do that, and he was going to like wake up, and it was going to be like. But then I was like, "But he's been out there that whole time, and he's like just laying there. It would have been cold and wet, and." But I thought that that was going to be the other thing was that he hadn't actually died. And then they'd gone through all this crap and he would be like, yeah. like April Fool's Day. Sure. But with just him. Just him. Just him. Anything else? No, I think that's about it. I think that's all I got for this one. A lot of five bodies. Bodies, bodies, bodies. A lot of five bodies, 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 bodies. How many do you give bodies, bodies, bodies? You know what? I'm feeling generous. It gets four. That is what I'm going to give it two. Uh, oh, get out of my head. Good, uh, good Lord. People are like, Jesus, guys, you're <laughs> of the same mind on every movie lately. <laughs> well, there's one solid. Scare of approval. Yep. There we go. Well. Yeah. Hell yeah. As they say in AA, keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and write to us getting a sharing at gmail.com yeah. smash that like button rate us review us tell all your friends and your enemies if you hate us yeah do you think we should start a tiktok should we <laughs> oh god no 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 we're too old we need to stay off of tiktok <laughs> i did start well someone in our theater started one that i now mm definitely have made a couple of tiktok videos and i see your wife okay. is big on the tiktok yeah her, she, some of her she videos loves have a lot of views yeah she's created a uh a, a, a channel i don't know what they are see i sound like an old man because i don't know anything about tiktok but i know she's putting videos of our pets up there and people are liking those so. yep yep and her little minis her mini reveals yeah. whatever those are called yep. Yeah, her little collectibles she likes. Yep. So Those yeah, she's too. she's enjoying it. Yeah. yeah, she yeah, it's fun. I say cool. I'm obsessed with horror movies. So so everybody you could be obsessed needs a with hobby. miniature toys. Yeah, it's I it's just want cool. them to like open and be like real food, like little mini cornflakes and stuff. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's like Well yeah, everybody, thanks for listening. Tell us yeah, what you thought about um, these bodies bodies. Yeah, we want to hear somebody write in. I hope, I hope, I hope some of you wanted to see that. So uh, let us know what you thought. Um, we're coming back at you pretty quick with a special episode. Yeah, I think if, next. Yep. If you are listening to this on Friday the twelfth, know that Saturday the thirteenth is Jeremy's birthday. Me, 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 me. So, so wish him uh, a happy birthday. Okay. And if you're yeah, listening to this after the yeah. fact, you can still wish him a happy birthday because the birthday episode will be coming out the next week. So we'll get ready for yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. I'm excited to unleash it on you. Yep, and I bet our views are gonna vary there. I'm just gonna say it right now. I think that I was I was, <laughs> in my mind I was trying to be like, what could I do that might be more divisive? I really want to get some conversation going. So I got some choices for you. All right, well, give them to me. That's right. Until next time, guys, remember, hail Paymon. Death to Videodrome, long live the new flesh.
Did I say it right? It's, you got it. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Scaring is sharing. Scaring is sharing. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.